Welcome to the Dairy Sports Podcast. I'm Sam Dairy, and we have Christian John, my co-host, back with us. And this week is, or today is part two of our uh, fantasy football advice special. Um, yesterday was the Dynasty Redraft advice. Um, had the pleasure of having my cousins on. And today, Christian and I are going to bring to you some redraft football advice um, for fantasy football. So... A little bit of the same format um, as as the dynasty. So let's dive right into things. Um, so, um, so here's the main draft scenario we kind of pulled out of the dynasty one, and I want to do the same thing with the redraft. So, if you had the one one in a redraft, would you pick it, um, or would you, or would you pick it? And if you would pick it, who would you pick? Now. Personally, no matter what format my draft is in, um, I do not like picking in the top three uh, because I always hate picking player, hate picking in the top three because I'm, I always feel like my later picks, all the players I want to get on my queue, they're going to be gone. Um, but I said Barkley at the 1-1 one, one for the Dynasty. I'm going to say the same thing for the redraft. And it really depends who's picking or who my draft is, um, who else, who else picking in my draft. Because for me, it really depends because I've been I've been in quite a few drafts where quarterbacks would go really early, and I don't I don't like picking quarterbacks early at all, even if it's a redraft. Because it's the same reason why I don't like picking in the top three. I'm gonna lose all those guys in my later picks. Um, but if I had the one one. Um, I would go running back heavy, and I would go Saquon Barkley with my 1-1. One, one. Um, so, Christian, I'll move that question over to you. Uh, would you pick at the 1-1? One, one? Uh, if you would pick, who would you pick? Um, I would field trade offers right away, um, but if nothing budges, nothing really grabs my attention, I would go for Saquon at the 1-1 one, one in the redraft. Yeah, I would definitely look to move it as well. However, if I couldn't, or I didn't get a good enough offer, I would go with Christian McCaffrey. For me, I personally believe, especially in a PPR league, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater is the new quarterback in Carolina. I believe we'll see a lot of dump-offs. McCaffrey's still going to be the bulkhead of that offense. I personally go with McCaffrey, especially after all the touchdowns last season. Yeah, and I think that's definitely fair. Um, but, I mean, with the addition of DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, um, and now Christian McCaffrey, obviously Christian McCaffrey will probably still be their primary target, but he might not get all those carries as he did last year. But Christian McCaffrey is also still a very safe pick. His ADP in a redraft is still in the top three and the one and the top two, I would even say. Um, so I think that's also a fair pick. Barkley and McCaffrey seem to seem to be the way people are going. Otherwise, um, obviously, a lot of people are going, especially since Mahomes just got the extension and the the Chiefs at the dynasty that they're kind of building right now. And a lot of people seem to be going Mahomes as well. Um, so players you're high on by position, um, players you're high on, um, or players you think could kind of break out. So we'll do two players for this one. Uh, Christian, I'll let you start with this one. So my first player is actually 
because of something that just happened, news that just broke, and that's Antonio Gibson of the Washington football team. Adrian Peterson just got cut, so that leaves room for Antonio Gibson and Bryce Love, but Gibson's a guy I really liked in the draft, and now he is a he's probably going to be the feature back with Love, so he's going to get a ton of touches. He's a guy who hasn't been going that much in redrafts, so he is somebody to look out for, I believe, this season. Yeah, I really like that pick. And yeah, obviously, like Christian just said, AP was shockingly cut this morning. I did not expect that. I expected Peyton Barber to be one of those guys to get cut, um, but I definitely didn't see AP at all. But I'm really excited to see Bryce Love as well. Um, so that's a really combo duo backfield. Um, hopefully the Washington football team can build towards their future. So my first one, um, I had this guy um, as a one of the guys that was high on yesterday in a redraft. Um, I had Mike Gusecki, um, but I'm going to go back to the tight end position as well for this one, and I'm going to go with TJ Hawkinson, um, uh, especially not only in a dynasty, but if you really want a tight end, you can kind of wait for the later rounds, especially in a redraft. Tight ends of norm, tight ends normally a guy a pick, um, just like the quarterbacks, where you can you might even you probably able you probably will be able to wait towards the later rounds, maybe even maybe even a little bit farther down than um, a quarterback, depending on who's all picking in your draft. TJ Hawkins TJ Hawkinson's an absolute stud. Um, outside of Kenny Galladay, I mean, there's Marvin Jones, but Marvin Jones kind of he doesn't he we show we see glimpses of him for two or three weeks of the season, and T.J. Hawkinson is going to be the other guy alongside Kenny Galladay to get all those targets. And I know we saw um, Detroit went running back heavy in the draft with DeAndre Swift in the second round, going with Jason Huntley later in the round or later in day three. Um, so now they have Carrion, DeAndre Swift, Jason Huntley, and they also have Quintez Cephas, but I don't think you see too much of him. He's probably a safer pick way down in the dynasty, in a dynasty league in the later rounds, maybe even off of, probably off of waivers. Um, but I really like TJ Hawkinson. TJ Hawkinson is my first pick, especially outside of Kenny Galladay. There really is no consistent receiver in Detroit. Um, and I really love Kenny Galladay, no matter if Stafford's healthy or not, because if Stafford's not healthy and they somehow have David Blau as their quarterback or Jeff Driscoll, I still think TJ Hawkinson is definitely a guy to watch. And I think he's in the, I think he's in the run for a breakout year this season. You and I are thinking very similarly today because my second guy is also a second year tight end. And that's going to be Noah Fant. I like a lot of what Denver did in the offseason. They brought in a lot of weapons. They're making it so that Drew Locke can succeed as much as possible. And I think that this season we'll see Noah Fant break out a little bit just because there's so many other weapons now other teams have to worry about, and it'll open things up for Fant. Yeah, that's that's a really good pick. And... Especially, like, Fant might even be, depending on, I mean, they brought in um, not only Cortland Sutton, but they now have Jerry Judy, and they have Philip Lindsay and Melvin Gordon, 
And I remember when Melvin Gordon first got signed by Denver, you and I were both kind of confused by that because we didn't really understand that. I didn't, I mean, this holdout really worked out well, I guess. But yeah, we didn't really understand that at all. But I really like that fan, the fan pick as well. Um, those Iowa tight ends. Um, even George, George Kittle was an Iowa native. Iowa's been produced, Iowa's produced some pretty stud tight ends um, in the NFL. Um, so, uh, my second pick is I'm going to go with a quarterback, and I'm sure a lot of people not, might not be surprised by this. Uh, Drew Locke is obviously a good sleeper pick. I'm going to go with Kyler Murray. Um, obviously, I mean, it, it, make, it really makes is no surprise that Kyler Murray is um, an MVP candidate um, because he has Kenyon Drake. Um, he has Chase Edmonds, who the Cardinals do view as a running as an RB one, and you brought in DeAndre Hopkins. And people might be shocked if they listen to the Dynasty one. Um, and this was a player that I a player that I named on the on the receiving core that might see a little bit of a regression in um, his in fantasy points. And I put DeAndre Hopkins um, just because in Houston he was the only receiver. Will Fuller was hurt all the time. And obviously when Will Fuller is healthy, he's an absolute stud on the field. But the big key there is if he's healthy. Um, and I think we – obviously DeAndre Hopkins is going to come in right away and he's the wide receiver one. Um, but when he was in Houston, he was basically Deshaun Watson's only primary target. And they had Lamar Miller, but Lamar Miller was out for the year. You come in now, you have DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk, Kenyon Drake in your backfield, and Chase Edmonds. And obviously your tight end, but Cliff Kingsbury doesn't really utilize his tight ends, but Max Williams. And then you have that fourth wide receiver spot wide open. Um, it's looking like it's going to be between Keyshawn Johnson and Andy Isabella. So those are all like multiple like you mentioned with drew Locke, multiple targets around kyler murray setting kyler murray up for the utmost success and if you're looking at a redraft um if you want to go in a win now pick a quarterback in the first i would say three rounds um depending on who you're picking kyler murray very well could probably go in the second round um unless someone's really feeling it if you've got mahomes and lamar gone already by your pick in the late in the late first round someone goes ahead and picks him, um, I think that's a safe pick depending on who else is available. So I've got Kyler Murray as my second one. Yeah, I really like that personally. I do believe that they're going to score a little out of points this season. So the next one is a player you're uh, you know, not so sold on, um, especially in a redraft um, so my first one, and I've had a few redrafts with him. Um, I've got him in my current dynasty. And I'm going to go with Corey Davis for my first one. And Corey Davis is almost in the years where he can be considered a bust. And a lot of people were super high, especially the way, the, like, the, like the where he got drafted. He was in the top ten. Um I believe he, he was picked over uh, Mike Williams, if I'm not mistaken, or right after Mike Williams. He was the second receiver off the board, I believe. 
one of the two. It was either before Mike Williams or right after Mike Williams. But we haven't seen that of Corey Davis. He's produced maybe, what, two games a year. Um, if you want to pick him, I definitely think he's a safer pick in the later rounds. I can still see him getting drafted, especially now the Titans have Ryan Tannehill as their quarterback. Um, and no longer Mariota. Uh, but Corey Davis is my guy. I'm not entirely sold on him. Um, I think he's to the point where he's kind of a risky pick, especially if you do pick, end up picking him in the later rounds. So Corey Davis is my pick. Yeah, I definitely believe that at this point, Corey Davis is getting to that career danger zone. But for me, I'm going to have to go with Le'Veon Bell. I just don't think that he's worth it at this point. He had such a uh, off year last year, he didn't catch a lot of passes. Adam Gaze seems to just not like him or want to utilize him in the off or in the offense. And I, I just, I don't like the fit there. I just don't think it works together. It doesn't seem like Gaze really wants him there, and it doesn't really seem like Le'Veon wants to be there at this point already. Yeah, I think that's a safe pick. And I was doing a live stream yesterday, um, and we were talking about the Jets, and Le'Veon Bell has yet to live up to his contract. Obviously, he was offered more with the Steelers, but he was offered more guaranteed money with the Jets. And what I said is, if you still have, a, if Le'Veon Bell still has a non-producing year, um, I say they listen. To, I say they start listening, listening to trade offers, um, because Le'Veon Bell has yet to live up to that extension on the Jets. He has yet to prove to people that he doesn't, that he works in a system that is not Pittsburgh. So I think Le'Veon Bell is a very nice pick. Um, so my second pick is going back to Denver, and I'm going to go with Melvin Gordon. Um, and obviously you have Philip Lindsay there. I didn't really understand. Neither of us understood that. And I think Melvin Gordon will take a pretty decent hit for um, fantasy points, especially now that you not only have Noah Fenton, Cortland Sutton, but you also have um, Jerry Judy and alongside KJ Hamler. So Melvin Gordon is going to lose a lot of those touches and carries and, we probably will see a lot more passing from a lot more in the passing game from Drew Locke because that John Elway built or provided all those targets and went deep and heavy offense for even Albert O went deep and heavy offense for Drew Locke to be successful. So my second pick is Melvin Gordon. Yeah. And there's only one football. So, mm-hmm. Definitely seems like that's going to be, there's going to be limited touches for a lot of guys in Denver. There may be some guys who are more liked by Drew Locke and assume just because he's such a young quarterback, I assume that guys who have been there with Locke last year are going to be his favorite targets going into this year. And guys like Judy and Gordon will get less touches just because they haven't been able to work with them yet. Now, for my second player, I'm going to say a player you've actually already mentioned today, and that's Mike Williams. There's a drop-off, obviously, for the Chargers in quarterback play. They're going from Phillip Rivers to Tyrod Taylor. I believe the passing game will get affected. I believe we'll see them throw the football a lot less, and Mike Williams is just kind of the guy who's going to get hurt most by that. 
Keenan Allen's still going to get his catches, but I don't think we see as many Mike Williams bombs as we did last season. Yeah, that's definitely a safe pick. And Mike Williams was definitely my favorite receiver coming out of that draft. And um, I definitely think that's a safe pick, especially for, I mean, even though Phillip Rivers um, obviously started to regress um, last year, and they now have Tyrod. Um, I'm I'm hoping they put Justin Herbert Herbert in um, after his rookie year, or maybe even they pull what the Rams did is when the Chargers, whenever the Chargers, if the Chargers get eliminated from the playoffs, from playoff contention, they put Herbert in uh, later on uh, when they're already eliminated. Um, but I like that pick as well. Um, I do think we do see a little bit of a regression in the targets um, from Mike Williams. Um, so let's go to sleeper pick. Um, so I'll start with this one. My first pick is um, a Green Bay Packer, and that is Alan Lazard. And even if we still would have had Devin Funches, I still would have picked Alan Lazard as a sleeper pick. And Alan Lazard is a prime example. I'm going to repeat this. I'm going to say this once again. He's a prime example of what Aaron Rodgers can turn receivers into. Jordy Nelson was terrible when he was first with us. Jordy Nelson used to run out of bounds every time he'd catch a ball. James Jones used to never have the hands that he developed into. Devontae Adams, the third year seems to always be the charm for a lot of those guys in the NFL. And I think Alan Lazard, even regardless if Devin Funches would have op- would have stayed on the team and not opted out, I think Alan Lazard still would have been the wide receiver too. Um, we did send out a tweet yesterday that Mohamed Sanu was shockingly cut by the Patriots, so that could be an option for the Packers. Um, but for right now, I have my first sleeper pick as Alan Lazard. Yeah, and I definitely like that pick. I'm a big fan of what they could do as a team this year still in the passing game, just because Equimenius comes back, and I believe we'll see Jay Sternberger have a really nice year. and Things will get opened up more down the middle, especially in the second year of that offense. Now, for me, my first sleeper pick is going to be Pittsburgh wide receiver Deontay Johnson. He only had Mason Rudolph last year. And I believe that now, with a healthy Big Ben, we could see a lot of good things from Deontay Johnson. He really had some nice flashes last season. And again, that was with Delvin Hodges and Mason Rudolph. So now that he's actually getting the starting quarterback back, he will really break out this year in his second season. Yeah, Deontay Johnson is, he's getting a lot of fantasy hype right now. And there were reports a few months back that the Steelers were planning on not keeping Juju Smith-Schuster for the long term. And, you know, when he leaves, I automatically think James Washington's the wide receiver one. But we have yet to see that wide receiver one ability from James Washington. So I think Deontay Johnson is a very good pick as well. So... Um, for my read for the dynasty one, I picked Todd Gurley and I want to pick, I'm going to pick a different one this time. I'm going to go with Damian Harris, a guy that's been really popping off in training camp. I really hope the Patriots trade him. Um, but if you watch him in college, he wasn't that guy that, 
you know, really wowed any analyst. He was a guy that, what I like to say, he was a guy that was, he screamed consistency and he was good enough to, you know, help Alabama win their football games. And you look at, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of drafting Patriots wide or Patriots running backs, especially in a redraft outside of James White, because James White is arguably one of the best pass catchers, pass catching running backs in the NFL. But Damian Harris is a guy that's really popping off in training camp. And if you can get him in the later rounds towards the end of your draft, the last maybe two or three rounds, I recently did a redraft last weekend and I got him with my last pick. So, I, I mean, Damian Harris to me is a very nice sleeper pick, a guy that's been popping off in training camp. He's shown off his versatility in training camp. So you have a guy that's proven in both the receiving and the passing game. So my second one, a guy you could potentially get in the later rounds, potentially off waivers, because I do think there might be a slight chance he does go undrafted. But due to his performance in camp, you definitely might see him get drafted in the first, when the, within the last two rounds of your draft. So my second pick is Damian Harris. Yeah, and there's always that one New England Patriot running back that scores five touchdowns in one game for some odd reason this season, so... Hopefully that would be Harris for you if you do end up drafting him. My last sleeper is going to be Reichwell Armstead. Leonard Fournette just got cut by the Jaguars, and somebody's going to need to get those touches, and I believe it'll probably be Armstead. He was he was all right in limited action last season, but again, he was only a rookie. He had to play behind Fournette. Now that he gets to be more of the guy, He'll be, I believe, more integrated in the passing game just because he does have better hands. And Fournette, really, they tried to make it work with him on third downs last season. So now Armstead will just be the guy to make it work on third downs. Maybe Chris Thompson gets some touches. However, I believe that's going to be Armstead's backfield this season. So I definitely like the thought of drafting Reichwell Armstead in your leagues. Yeah, I mean, that's not really a surprising pick at all. I think that's a very safe pick, especially definitely more so safe in a redraft. Um, I joined my my latest dynasty league that I just joined um, with my cousins. I they I had I had to pick up a team that was off waivers, so they had to drop all their guys on waivers that they didn't want. And Raquel Armstead was one of their guys. And. Um, especially in a redraft, I think Raquel, Raquel Armstead is a very safe pick, seeing as we just saw the departure of um, the departure of Leonard Fournette. So to wrap things up, um, we're going to go back to the Packers. Um, if there's one rookie, Christian, or I guess one rookie or one player that you think will break out. Um, let's do outside of Alan Lazard, since I just mentioned Alan Lazard. Um, unfortunately, Kamal Martin's um, out for six to eight weeks with a knee injury. He just, had, he just had knee surgery. But to wrap things up, if there is one Packers rookie or any other Packer that you think can break out, let's, let's do outside of Devontae Adams as well, because I don't want us both to pick Devontae Adams. Who do you think that player could be in the Packers that could break out? No, I told myself I wasn't going to believe in this guy anymore, and I was over it. But now after hearing Aaron Rodgers say that he's been the most impressive wide receiver in camp, I have to say Marquez Valdez-Scantling. For me, he's a guy who I see the talent there. 
you, you see the flashes. He's got the speed. He's got the size. If he could put it all together, Marquez would be such a big weapon for the Packers. And it sounds like he's having a very nice camp, especially if Rodgers is saying what Rodgers is saying. So maybe this is it. Maybe last year was just a bad year, a bump on the a bump in the road on the way to a nice career for Scantling. He just needed to get out of his own head. I'm going to believe in him again. And I believe we'll see him break out, especially if mentally he is right for this season. Yeah, I think that's a very safe pick. I mean, the wide receiver three spot is definitely wide open. It's, I would say, definitely MVS, EQ Brown. I would probably give that advantage to MVS just because EQ Brown is coming off of an injury. So I I really like that pick as well. So I'm going to stay on the offensive side of the ball. Um, I did say the wide receiver three is wide open. It very well could go to MBS. Um, but I'm going to go with the tight end position. I'm going to go with Jay Sternberger. Um, especially, I mean, in, in your redraft, this is a guy you could get in your later rounds. Um, I mean, this is a guy in my dynasty league that he was on waivers, as was Hayden Hurst. And those are my new two two new tight ends. I started off my draft with David Njoku, and I believe, or David Njoku and Jordan Reed. Now I have two new stud tight ends uh, ready to flourish in their offense. And Matt LaFleur really knows how to utilize his tight ends, hence the reason why Delaney Walker was as consistent as he was. Maybe not a top 10 tight end, but he was still a guy that screamed consistency. So I'm really excited to see Jay Sternberg flourish in that offense. And I think Jay Sternberg is a tight end. Uh, it's potentially tight end, too, you can get in the later rounds. Yeah, and... Jace is definitely a guy who last season you saw flashes of him being very good. Right. So that will end um, this week's fantasy football special. Um, Good luck on all of your drafts. Um, Hope you uh, take our advice on fantasy football startups. I hope you take some of our advice on our Packers that you're hoping to grab, whether it be Rodgers, um, redraft, um, whether it be Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Lazard, Aaron Jones, Chase Sternberger, MBS, whether it be all those guys, or whether it be you go IDP for Dynasty Leagues and go individual defensive players, um, and maybe you pick a guy like Kenny Clark or go Jair. Um, I myself have done one of those for Dynasty, and it's a very... It's a very interesting journey. I'll give you that. Um, I'm glad I tried it. Um, my opinion really doesn't make the game more fun, but go ahead and try it. I'm very glad I tried it out. It is always something I wanted to do. Um, but with that being said, everyone, thank you for joining us for this week's fantasy football special. Um, the two part with the dynasty advice and Christian and I brought you today with the redraft advice for fantasy football. So with that being said, everyone, um, give us a follow on our social media. Give me a follow um, at Sam underscore Daring 68. Give Christian a follow at I Love Brent Suter. And give us a follow on our social media platforms. Uh, We'd love to hear your thoughts. I know the poll just ended. Um, We're looking to make some additions to Dairy Sports. Uh, We'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, Definitely reach out to us. Definitely comment on our tweets. Um, We love the engagement and Thank you all for supporting us. Um, So with that being said, everyone, thank you for joining us, and we will see you next week.